This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Chuck Ford and Relate Church in Byron, Mississippi. For more information, please visit RelateChurch.com. Good. Well, good. You can open your Bibles with me then. Open your Bibles with me, if you would, to 1 Samuel, the third chapter, and also John, the tenth chapter. 1 Samuel, chapter 3, and John, chapter 10. Now, we finished up a series last week we, call, we were calling Money Matters. And so if you weren't here, we would encourage you to, to go back and listen and just, just some good practical wisdom on how you can have wealth and riches in your house. Now, how many of you like the sound of that? I think we all like the sound of that, but if you like the sound of that, it's not just about liking the sound of it and you get it. You've got to do what's necessary to get it. And, and what did he say? What did he say in Psalm 112? Blessed is the man who what? Okay, we're going to start over on this series, okay? We'll start all over. Y'all should have already memorized this scripture by now. I mean, this is important scripture. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments or delights greatly in doing things God's way. See, if we do things God's way, we'll be blessed. If we don't do things God's way, we're not going to be blessed anyway. Right, So we have to do it God's way. God has a way of doing things. He has a, he has, God has a way for your marriage. He has a way for your parenting. He has a way for your finances. He has a way for everything. right? And so we have to discover what is his way. And then not just do what we think is right because the word says that that ends in destruction. But we do things like God says to do it. Well, then the way is blessed. And so he said, wealth and your children will be mighty on the earth and wealth and riches will be in your house. I don't know about you. I like the way that sounds, right? I like the way that sounds. So we've got to do it God's way. And when it comes to finances, God's way, God's way to bless you, God's way to, to really put you in a place where the devourer is rebuked is that you become a tither. And tither just simply means this. That you're not, you're not paying, you don't pay tithes, you don't even give tithes. You return the tithe to God. The tithe belongs to him. The tithe is holy, it's the Lord's. So it's not yours, it's his. Actually, it's all his. But he said, return, bring the tithe. Return the tithe to me. So we, we began uh, last week, and we're going to finish it up this week. So if you don't get in right now, if you don't get in today, well, then you'll have to wait until we do this again. But the 90-day tithe challenge. And it's essentially based off of Malachi 3 where he says, prove me. See if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So if you're not already tithing and you want to take the tithe challenge, we will, we will guarantee you if God doesn't bless you, if you tithe and you tithe consistently and God doesn't bless you over the next 90 days, we'll return all the tithe back to you. We'll, we'll give it all back to you. Okay? No questions asked. And so, But if you're interested in that or interested in knowing more about it, you just need, I believe you, you've got one of these when you walked in. If you didn't get one, we have ushers that they'll be glad to, to get one to you if you'll raise your hand and you'll have more information there. But I, I, believe, it, I believe this, that it's important that every child of God tithes. Now, and I mentioned this, and I'm going to mention it again. There's been one or two times in my life where I did not tithe, and it's not because I didn't love my church, and it was not because I didn't love God. It was just because... I did not trust him. I did not believe that God would do what he said he would do. And I was a little afraid, right? And so I, I withheld. But after years and years of tithing, I found out this, that God is faithful. If I'll honor him with the first, he'll bless the rest. Amen. Amen. He'll do it, and he's done it over and over again. All right? 
So let's jump into the word this morning, and this is not a, this is not a series, I don't think. If it turns into a series, fine, but uh, not planning on this being a series, but something that I just had on my heart, and I like, to, I like to hit on this probably three or four times a year because it's that important. As a matter of fact, the Lord spoke to me that, if, that this is one of the most important things that I could learn as a believer, and that is how to hear from God. And if I can learn how to hear from God, man, I've got it made. If I hear from God and then do what he says, I've got it made. And so this really determines, you know, hearing from God will determine the brightness of our future. Hearing from God and doing what he says will really determine whether or not we're going to be successful, not in the world sense, but successful in God's sense. You know, I mean, you know, worldly success is, man, you got the money, you got the toys, you got the stuff, but you're miserable on the inside. Success in God's eyes is you got the money, you got the stuff, and you got peace on the inside. I like that, right? I want the peace on the inside. And so, but God will, God will lead us and guide us. He will talk to us. But in 1 Samuel, the third chapter, I want to begin reading here. In verses 1 through 10, it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to, begun to grow so dim that he could not see and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down that the Lord called Samuel and he answered and he said, here I am. So he ran to Eli and he said, here I am for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you, lie down again. And he went and he lay down. And then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and, and said, here I am for you called me. And he answered, I did not call you, my son, lie down again. Verse 7 says, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. He didn't, I mean, God's calling him, but he didn't recognize when God was calling him. God was talking to him, but he did not recognize that it was God talking to him. The experience was very real. He heard the voice of God, but he thought it was the voice of Eli. And so he did not yet know the word of the Lord. And verse 8 says, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli, and he said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. He should have perceived that after the first time. I mean, it's, it's me and Samuel here, and the boy's hearing voices. And it's not my voice. It must be God, Right? And so he called again. He said, you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered back, speak, for your servant hears. And so this morning I want to talk to you about dialing in to God's voice, dialing into his voice. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians that there are many voices in the world, many of them, you know, just like there are many radio stations, right? And in the, these radio stations, it's broadcasting signals all over the place, 
right? And so if you now you've got digital radios, and so it's pretty easy. Back, but back in the old days, you had to turn the knob, right? You had to turn the knob, and you had to dial in to your station. And so if it wasn't just right, you would have a lot of static, and, and a lot of times you could hear about four or five different signals coming in, and so you had to dial it in until it got really clear reception on the channel you were trying to listen to. And so there are many voices in the world. There are many voices. There, there, I mean, you got people talking to you. You have circumstances talking to you. You've got the world talking to you. Sometimes you've got the devil talking to you. Sometimes you've got your mother-in-law talking to you. You've got your wife or your husband talking to you. There are many, many voices. You've got culture talking to you. You've got your feelings and your emotions that talk to you. And there's nothing that we can do to silence those because, I mean, the signal is going out. And so a lot of times we dial into our feelings. We dial into our feelings. We feel a little something, so we dial in. Or we dial into our emotions. Or we dial into what everybody else thinks. Or we dial into what so-and-so was saying. Or we dial into, you know, our, our pain. Or we, we, die in, we dial into our offense. And, and so we, we, we dial into the wrong channel. And if you dial into the wrong channel, you're going to hear the wrong voice. And if you pay attention to the wrong voice, well, then you're going to go in the wrong direction. And if you go in the wrong direction, you're going to wind up in the wrong destination. And so it's important that we understand that God does speak, right? And it's up to you and I to dial in to his voice. Dial in to what he is saying. So Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now, we'll get back to that, but many of times that is the problem. We're not listening, right? Uh, many of times that is the problem. It, the problem is not, is not God's not speaking. The problem is we're not listening. I heard someone say, uh, you know, back some time ago, they made this derogatory comment about those who say they hear God speak. Now, don't misunderstand me. Every time somebody says, God told me, doesn't mean God told them. <laughs> right? I mean, I've heard people talk about God told them to do something, and I'm going, wow, that, that, that's not even remotely close to the Scripture. That, that's not even re remotely close to the scriptures, so that couldn't be God telling them that. And, but, you know, people, they say, well, God told me. I mean, but I heard somebody make this derogatory comment that, you know, these people always hearing from God, it bothers me. These people hearing from God, well, I'll tell you what bothers me and probably bothers God. It's people that don't hear from him. People who, who don't hear from him. A.W. Tozer said, those who do not really believe God speaks specifically, specifically, will simply ignore or explain away all the times when God does communicate with them. However, those who spend each day in a profound awareness that God does speak are in a wonderful position to hear his words. Those who, sp who spend every day 
with this profound awareness that God does speak, that he does speak, they put themselves in a wonderful position to hear his words. For God not to speak contradicts his nature. I mean, you think about Jesus is referred to as the word, right? The word. He's referred to as the word. And that designation stands at odds with silence, right? I mean, your name is the word, but yet you're silent. It stands at odds with silence. I mean, he is the word, so God does speak. Uh, Listen to this. God spoke to Adam and Eve. I mean, this is way in the beginning. He spoke to Adam and Eve. God spoke to Noah. God spoke to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, they actually heard from God. God spoke to David. God spoke to Elijah. God spoke to Elisha. And we could go on and on down every character in the Bible who was used from God. And there's one thing that they all had in common. They heard from God. And the reason they heard from God is, number one, God spoke. Number two, they were listening. God spoke. They were listening. You know what? Hearing from God, hearing from God is so important because we're called to live and walk by faith. And you cannot live and walk by faith apart from hearing from God. Whether you're hearing from God from his word or hearing from God by his spirit, which are really one and the same. But you cannot live and walk by faith without hearing from God. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. Today marks 50 years since man walked on the moon. And I was, I was just, a, man, I, was, I think that's like four years old. But, you know, JFK, he made this declaration. He said, in 10 years, we're going to put a man on the moon. Now, people had spent centuries looking up into the sky, looking at that, that, that light, and wondering what's out there, and then somebody comes along with natural human faith. So we're going to put a man on the moon. And I want you to think of everything that went into the, to the, I mean, the physics, the invention, the boldness. What, who do you think? You're going, to put, you're going to go to the moon. I mean, they had to design something to get there. They had to figure out how to get there. They had to figure out the solar system. They had to figure out how to get back, right? And this is just natural faith. But what what about if, if we've got God the creator? And I mean, that, that was a bold move to send somebody to the moon, right? That's a bold move to somebody saying, I don't believe they ever went to the moon. I know, you're, you're weird, so I mean... <laughs> So <clears throat> that's a bold move. But you and I are called to make bold moves. But we don't make a bold move apart from God. We make bold moves with God. So faith comes by hearing from God, right? We must hear from him. And the wonderful thing is, is he is speaking. He is speaking. In John the 10th chapter, verse 3, I'm going to read verses 3 through 5 and then 16 and, and then 27. 
Jesus said, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. I mean, underline that highlighter or something, just the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he brings his own sheep, and when he brings his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. So they hear his voice. They know his voice. They know his voice. Yet they will not, they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And other sheep, in verse 16, Jesus said, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, they also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Amen. One of the main differences between Christians and non-Christians or Christianity and all other religions is that we have a relationship. We have a relationship. No other religion claims to have a relationship with God. They believe that God's there, but he's this really hard taskmaster that he's very impersonal. He set out a lot of rules, but he has really nothing to do with your day-to-day affairs. The difference between us and them is that we have a relationship with the Almighty God. We have a relationship with the one who created everything. We have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Christianity is not about religion. It's about a relationship. And so a relationship, relationship requires communication. Relationship requires that there's a communication between two parties. God had never intended on you just accepting him or accepting Jesus and then never hearing from him. He wants to talk to you. He wants to communicate with you. Amen. And it is one of the most important things that you could ever learn as a believer is how to hear from God and then do what God says. I mean, I'm not just talking about spiritual things either. I'm talking about very natural things. I'm talking about your, your, your parenting. You say, no, that's not natural. It takes supernatural to parent, right? Right? And so parenting and, and your money and your marriage and, yeah, I mean, everything... Do I go this way or do I go that way? Right? And so learning to hear from God, here's the wonderful things. He's he's talking. He's speaking. Are we listening? Do we know how to listen? What are we listening for? These are important things. Because people have, you know, there's some goofy ideas out there. But what is it that we're listening for? Are we actually listening? Trying to hear a voice out here? How does God speak? How does he communicate? Where does he communicate? How do we know that it's him? These are important questions that we can't answer all of them today. Right? But these are important. So uh, let me just give you three quick points out of John 10 here. So hearing God's voice, number one, you have to realize that hearing God's voice, it's innate. Meaning, 
that when you were born again, you were born again with this innate ability to hear from God. You, you, were, you were born with this. You were born this way. You were born a spirit that's alive to God, that can hear from God, that can receive from God. You were born like this. Notice what Jesus said in verse 3. He said, they, my sheep, hear my voice. They hear my voice. It has more to do with who you are than it does what you do. You're his sheep. You hear his voice. And people say, well, I just, I just can't hear from God. You're hearing from God. And I would dare say this. You are hearing from God every day. I would say this. You are hearing from God multiple times. Every day. You may not know it. You may not recognize it, but you are hearing from him. You see, the word says that God is working in you. He, he's, I mean, he, he, is, he is at work in you. He's in close communication with you, working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so there's always something that God's trying to get over to us there's all some kind of communication that he's trying to get to us. And a lot of times, man, if, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not pronounced. It's not this big. It's not a light in the sky. It's not goosebumps. It is very subtle. And because it's very subtle, many times we ignore the communication. But hearing from God, it, it's innate because you're a believer. I mean, it's just a part of who you are. When you were born again... You were born again with spiritual ears to hear from God. Did you know that you got spiritual ears? Jesus said, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. He wasn't talking about these flaps on the side of your head. He's talking about your spiritual ears. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Number two, hearing, hearing God's voice is learned. So first of all, it's innate. I mean, you're born again to hear his voice, but it's, it's, it's learned. Verse 4, Jesus said, they know my voice. They know it. You know that newborn babes are familiar, become familiar with their mom's voice and sometimes their dad's voice while they're yet in the womb. They become familiar with voice. I mean, while they're yet in the womb, they become familiar with their mom's voice. This is, this is amazing to me. You know, because here's the thing, just because you're not familiar with God's voice doesn't mean that he's not speaking. Here's the wonderful thing, you can become familiar with his voice. If, if, you, can, if you can just turn that dial and say, oh, that, that's God's voice, and you listen to that voice long enough, you become very familiar with that voice. So a baby, they can, they can learn their mom's voice while they're yet in the womb, right? They, they, they're familiar with the voice, the tone of the voice, and they just become familiar and learn. Number three, number three, this voice, hearing God's voice is matured. I mean, verse, verse five says this. Verse five says, uh, let me read it to you. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice 
of strangers. This voice, hearing God's voice, it's matured. In other words, you begin to learn how to differentiate between all these other voices and God's voice. Notice what he says. They don't, they, they've gotten to a place, my sheep have gotten to a place where they're not following a stranger. You can't cancel out the noise. You, you can't cancel out the noise, but you can dial in to the right station, right? And if you become familiar with his voice, you, I mean, you hear his voice, you begin to know his voice, and then you become matured in hearing his voice. I mean, it, it's like you begin to differentiate, that's not God, that is God. That's God. That sounds like God. That doesn't sound like God. Notice what it said, they're not following a stranger. Anybody ever follow a stranger before, stranger danger? Anybody ever follow a stranger before? Let me say, like, anybody ever followed, uh, and when I say a voice, I mean, have you ever followed something? Have you ever followed your feelings before? Did, did it ever get you into trouble? Did you ever follow your emotions? Before? Well, I just feel, and I'm going to do, did it get you into trouble? See, you, you can follow and listen to the wrong thing. It'll lead you down the right path. Opportunity. Here's a big one. Follow money. It'll get you in trouble too. It'll get you in trouble. And so notice, notice what he says. He says, and they did not follow or will not follow a stranger's voice. It's important that you and I differentiate what is the voice of God and what is not the voice of God. Here's the thing. You, you, we, can, we can learn his voice so well. It's like this. If, if, if there was a, just in this room full of people and everybody's talking, maybe not shouting, but, you know, just talking in conversational tones and, and, uh, and, I, were, and I were standing in another, another room and Tammy was in here talking. I mean, everybody's talking, but she's in here talking too. I could, I could say, oh, Tammy's in there. Why? Because out of all those voices, I could pick hers out. Why? Because I'm that familiar with it. And we can become that familiar with God's voice, even though there are many voices, many people talking, we can pick that voice out. So where do we get started in this? How do we, how do we begin to not just hear his voice, we are hearing his voice. How do we begin to recognize how do we begin to recognize his voice? There's a, there's a scripture in Hebrews I want us to look at in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. And by the way, this scripture is repeated over and over in Hebrews and in the Old Testament. He says this, that is what the Holy Spirit says today when you hear his voice. Now, it doesn't say today if God speaks, it says today, when you hear his voice. One translation today says today, if you will hear his voice. Not if you can, if you will. And this is such a big part of hearing from God is will you hear from God? And people say, oh yeah, I'll hear from God. But a lot of times our posture is I will hear from God and I'll pay attention to God 
if it already lines up with what I want to do. There's been a couple of times I've gone to buy a car and uh, how many of covetousness will bite you? It'll bite you. And so I'll go buy a car and man, the whole time the Lord's dealing with me. I, I'm, I don't mean, I'm not hearing this voice. And we, we, we may get into this, but you know, sometimes how God speaks is not this, this earth shattering boom. I mean, it's just, just down on the inside. Down on the inside. He'll just, he'll just, something's not quite right. It's not sitting well. Just this whisper. I had this happen just the other day. I was going, I was going to do something and the Lord just, I mean, just still small voice, not loud, not thundering, not out here, just right down the inside. He just said, give me time. But I don't want to give you time. I don't want to give you time. How many of now you got a choice to make? Because you can push. You can push and accomplish. But you push and you accomplish in your own strength. And now you've got to take care of it. Whereas you give God time, he makes a way. He takes care of it. Which do you like better? I, I, I like it better right now. Yeah, I know, but what do you, which are you going to like better tomorrow? The first day is always the best day. The first day of disobedience is always the best day of disobedience. Or I say like the first hour. <laughs> you remember what, was it Moses? He enjoyed the pleasures of Egypt for a season. Getting out of the will of God, somebody said, it's, it's no fun. It is the first day. It is the first hour. But then you have to live with bad choices. We have to live with the consequence of disobeying God. So he says, today, if you will... Hear his voice. Or today, when you hear his voice. And, and this is huge because you've got to, you, well, let me finish the scripture. Today, if you will hear his voice, today, when you hear his voice, notice what comes next. Don't harden your hearts as, in, as Israel did when they what? Rebelled. Anytime we hear from God, we've got a decision are we going to obey or are we going to rebel? Are we going to go our own way or are we going to go God's way? Are we going to do it our way or are we going to do it God's way? Today, when you hear his voice, what do he say? Don't harden your heart. What does that mean? I mean, I've had this happen to me before. See if it's happened to you before. God speaks to you and then you pretend like you didn't know it was God. You ever do that before? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't, know, I, I don't know what in the world that is, pretending like you don't know what's God. Boy, that is, a, that is a fast way to get yourself in a mess. Rebellion will always get you in a mess. Pretending that you didn't hear from God will always get you in a mess. Always. 
So today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. That, that means don't push back on God. Don't push back on him. Don't pretend like you didn't hear him. You say the other day, I mean, I was, I was all set to do something. I mean, I, I, I was there. I, I, I mean, I was right there. And the Lord, I mean, I'm, and I don't mean this loud voice, just right on. He said, give me time. Give me time. Okay. So I decided. It's not what I wanted to do. Your flesh, here, here's the thing about your flesh and my flesh. Our flesh what, wants what it wants when it wants it. The flesh does not like to wait on anything. The, the flesh doesn't like to wait on sex. Uh-oh. I better come down on the floor. The flesh doesn't like to wait on until you got cash on hand. Especially when credit's so available. The flesh doesn't like to wait on the right one. It settles for anyone. The flesh is impatient. You, you need to know this, that impatience is not, the is not one of the fruit of the Spirit. And boy, we can operate in a lot of it, right? Impatient with people, impatient with circumstances, impatient with our blessing, impatient. And, and a lot of times God is saying, just give me some time. Just give me some time. Here's the thing. God can do so much more for us if we would just give him some time. So why does God need time? Because everything, especially, you know, with stuff that has to come through this world system, there's a lot of moving parts that God has to work and get into place. And he's got to do a lot. He's got to, sometimes got to do a lot of things. And if we just give him time, he, now he, you don't have to give him time with your healing. He wants you to receive that right now. All right, I need to hurry. So today, if... You will hear his voice if you will. You see, you've got to put yourself in, Lord, I want to hear from you no matter, and this is step one, I want to hear from you no matter if it goes against what I want right now. I want to hear from you. If you will hear his voice, if you will, if you will, if you will. It's not that you're not, it's will you obey. Don't harden your heart. Don't push back. Don't rebel. Everybody getting this? Okay. So, right at the beginning, we prayed, and everybody prayed, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Y'all remember that? <laughs> Y'all remember praying that with me? Did you mean that? <laughs> Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And now that you're listening, you've got to be ready for God to say to you, and a lot of times, God will speak to you, and that you, something that you need to hear from God on, and he'll talk to you about something that doesn't even seem related. But it is so related that if you don't take care of this over there, you're never going to get an answer for this over here. 
Obedience begets obedience, so you got to obey God over here before you get a direction for over here. And so instead of us trying to play Lord, we just need, if he's dealing with us about something, it's always connected to something else. If he's dealing with us about one area of our life, it always affects all the other areas of our life. Speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. Amen. So let me pray for us. Here's the takeaway. I know God's talking. I know he's talking right now. He's speaking right now. Don't harden your heart. Don't push back. Don't say no. He knows what's better for you anyway. Right? Don't say no to him. Don't get irritated with him. Just say, Lord, I know this, that you know all things. And you know what it's supposed to look like in five years, and you know what it will look like in five years, depending on if I make this decision or this decision. You know what it's going to look like, and so I'm going to trust you. You're dealing with me to start this, stop this, do this, don't do this, buy this, don't buy this. I know I can trust you. Amen? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you for instructing us today, helping us. Thank you for light. Thank you for revelation in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that as we're in this moment that you're speaking to hearts about a number of things, but you're speaking to hearts. And Lord, I pray that we would simply yield to you and we would not rebel and we would not harden our heart and we would not push back, but we would yield to you to exactly what you're saying to us. Lord, you said in your word in Revelation, Jesus, you said, I, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup and begin a relationship with him. Lord, all over this room right now, I'm asking you to speak to those who are far from you. I'm asking you to speak to those who, who are not born again. I'm asking you to speak to those who have never given Jesus all of their heart and all of their life. I'm asking to speak to, for you to speak to all those who, if they were to die today, they wouldn't go to heaven. I ask that you would speak to them and draw them to yourself right now. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in here and you say, Pastor Chuck, I don't know that if I were to die today, I would be ready to meet meet God and give an account for my life I don't know if I would go to heaven or hell I'm not sure when you say you know what I don't know that I've ever given my whole heart and my whole life to Jesus but I want to do that you say I've never been born again but I want to be born again if you're in here this morning and that's you I want to pray for you I'm not going to ask you to come to the front I'm not going to ask you to stand but right there in your seat I want to pray for you so you're in here and you say, I've, I've never given my whole heart, my whole life to Jesus. I'm not sure if I were to die today, I'd go to heaven. Or I've never been born again. I'm going to count to three. When I do, just lift your hands. We're going to pray for you. Here we go. One, two, three. Right now. Anyone here? Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you. Looking across the room one more time. You say, I want, I want to give my whole heart. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. I see your hands right there. Yeah. Right here in the middle. I see your hands. Good. Good. All right. Let's pray this prayer, everybody, together out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart and save me. I receive you and I confess you as the Lord of my life. I repent of all my sin and I choose today to follow you with all of my heart. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing me. Amen. Church, let's give these a real big hand, all right?